This is the DallasCowboys.com Draft Show. The Cowboys are on the clock. Your war room for insider news and draft analysis from deep within the confines of Cowboys headquarters at Valley Ranch. The Dallas Cowboys select Byron Jones. And now, your hosts, Dane Brugler, David Hellman, and Brian Broaddus. We are here in Mobile, Alabama for the Senior Bowl. It's the draft show. Brian Broaddus, Dane Brugler, CBS Sports and DallasCowboys.com, and David Hellman from DallasCowboys.com, Kent Garrison, the executive producer of the show as always, and as we do and like to say, we're here to investigate, Dane, and educate. Educate, yes, absolutely. So let's uh, do some do some investigating today. Uh, we had some practices. They, uh, the Senior Bowl people, Phil Savage and the group, were nice enough to move it back this morning when we all got up and were yeah. doing activities, whether it was going out and, and getting some coffee or going for a jog, whatever. It was raining this morning. You did not go for yes, a sir. jog. I, was I went for a jog. You went for a jog? I went for a jog. Way to go. Because I'm tired of being a fat guy. My, I'm tired my, of all uh, those memes. Were people honking at you? No, no. They <laughs> He's tired of Proud Brian. I'm tired of Proud Brian because I look like... Uh, uh, it's you embarrassing. Like yeah, the marshmallow man. Yeah, it's embarrassing how fat I look. So, I did not go for a run. Yeah. So kudos to you. Yeah. Well, but it was uh, cold. What I was, yeah, what I was trying to get to though is that the senior bowl folk uh, moved the practices back. So we got a north practice at noon. So we had back-to-back practice, which I thought were were very cool. And uh, and by the way, too, something I want to uh, promote a little bit if I can. I know Kent Garrison does a great job. Uh, we are one of our staples that Dave Hellman's a part of uh, and other writers is, uh, is Training Camp Live or OTA Live. Well, we gave you a little Senior Bowl Live today, and uh, Dane Brugler and I were uh, on the sidelines for one-on-ones with the wide receivers and the defensive backs, and I think you want to take a look at that. It'll be on DallasCowboys.com up here uh, after the show. It just got posted as we went on the air. Okay, so, so it's great. now posted on DallasCowboys.com, so maybe check that out. Dane and I are doing a little commentary and then we got a little one-on-one. You've probably been watching things on ESPN, if I'm not ESPN mistaken. You, ESPN's right. been yeah. we covered it, uh, all our friends there. Uh, but this gives you a little bit more of a perspective, like I say, from Dane, myself. And Kent was, let me tell you this, was right in the middle of the action. Braxton Miller almost blew him up. But Kent <laughs> hung his ground, stayed his ground. And so we got some really good uh, commentary and then some shots if you want to take a look at that. And hopefully we'll do some more tomorrow. Maybe we'll get to the offensive lineman. Yeah. Uh, tomorrow if we can. But I want to start with, uh, with all that being said, though. I can easily say, hey, impressions of the North practice, impressions of the South practice today, but the fact that the guys had the pads on, anybody surprise you? Anybody come out? Anybody that Somebody that we weren't really very highly – did anybody disappoint? I, and, I, and when we get into the disappointing I'm side of it – your story right yeah, now. When you got I, a big disappointment yeah, when right I, here. When I get into the disappointment side of it today, or we talk about some of these players, though, um, I, I was disappointed in a couple of guys that, that I thought were some pretty good players. But I, I want to get your guys – you know, I always like to get your guys' opinions on maybe some guys you saw that you say, hey, Brian, this guy was – pretty good today this guy was not so good just give me a little bit of an idea what you got Dane uh, I was fo- focusing on the defensive line for both the north and the south practices and yeah. for the north Jihad Ward from Illinois ah, yeah. really interesting player because he moves well and at his size at defensive end where are you going to play him though where, yeah, I mean, no, so people are asking me about that on Twitter now. and on tape he played inside played outside right. we saw him play both but I did not like his tape at all I yeah. mean I, I was very disappointed with what he did at Illinois this past year but here at the Senior Bowl, he's helping himself because when you can move like he can, right. coaches see that and they want to get their hands on it and mold a player like that. So uh, I think he helped himself. Vernon Butler, we talked about him uh, quite a bit, Louisiana Tech tackle. Uh, he's helped himself. And then the South uh, practice, the defensive line on the South, I mean, it, it, they dominated. Uh, Sheldon Rankins from Louisville. He was outstanding. Uh, I mean, just uh, – Spin move stuff today. You see some little – Hand bit moves, variety. Yeah. You saw power. You saw quickness. Right. Blockers just didn't have an answer for him. Uh, DJ Reader from Clemson, another one who had a, a really nice uh, practice. I think Cody Whitehair, the Kansas State offensive lineman, who's probably the best offensive lineman here this week, he's the only guy that could you know at least slow them down. Um, and then Noah Spence probably had the best uh, best practice uh, of either the North and the South today. Uh, his get-off quickness to bend the edge and finish at the quarterback. Uh, no one down here has that, but he does. Yeah. 
anything. Dave, you were on the sidelines. I mean, you know, Dane and I went to I was, the safety of the press box I today. Was, I was dodging. Uh, yeah, I was dodging tackles and <laughs> and bodies down there. Uh, t- two guys. One guy, I consider him a surprise because I watched the tape with you, and I was so put off by him that I wound up watching somebody else instead. Uh, actually, that could probably apply to two guys, but in this case, uh, Sheldon Day. Ah. I thought he, he showed some stuff down there. I rem- we watched him back at Valley Ranch, and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to watch Jalen Smith because. Were you, were you worried about his height, though? Were I was worried. He reminded me of Ken, Ken, Ken Bishop. Bishop. Yeah, yeah for yeah. a variety of reasons, right. the hair included. But, right. Uh, Short guy, made more talented player than Ken Bishop. Short though. guy, just kind of like a gets in the way kind of a guy, like eats up space. But he looked good down there, and Rod Marinelli was really complimentary of what he was able to do for the North team uh, today. So he he and I, you know that's probably on me. Like maybe I wrote him off off of a couple of games of tape, but I was surprised at what he was able to do down there. And then the other guy, not to steal from your uh, scouts eye wrap up that we'll be posting later, but. Uh, Maurice, how do you say this guy's name? The Virginia Corner. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Kennedy. 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 Yeah. Kennedy. Right. yeah. Kennedy. He. I like him, and I'm not saying he's like the yeah, most you polished had, you had guy a little, here. You had a little. Uh, you had a little. You had a little video. Yeah, he I, was re- kicking butt. He yeah. was. He hung in there with Braxton Miller like twice, and Braxton Miller's been smoking everybody here. So he hung in there with Miller. Um, he he shut down a couple other guys. Um, the the Michigan State kid Burbridge. Burbridge. Yeah. Um, and again, I know you, you always say he's too aggressive and he makes mistakes and stuff. And I'm, again, I'm not saying he's like, right. He's not Patrick Peterson out here, sure. Know, right. but I, I mean, he's, he reminds me of Richard Sherman and how big he is. I don't think he's as tall as Richard well, Sherman, Dane, but yeah, but Dane he's get- just a big physical athletic dude. And I'll take that all day and, and work with him. I thought know? the North team as a whole, the cornerbacks all played very well. I mean, we Which, went down there, and, and again, I encourage you to be fair to, to watch. And me and Dane talked about this. A lot of holding going on, with the exception of Braxton Miller. I <laughs> yeah. don't think I care about any of these. Well, receivers. but you, but right. the, but guys have got to cover. Yeah. Guys have got to go out sure. there and play. Exactly. You got to play technique. You can only you can only play the guy that they put in front of you. We yeah. saw the Eric Murray, the Minnesota corner. Right. I mean, that's a, Murray. That's exactly press. right. He'll come up and hit you. He'll he looks to you know knock the receiver off the route, get them uncomfortable. Um, you know, a couple of these corners, uh, even on the South uh, squad as well. The Samford corner, Bradbury. Yeah. Uh, I think you know Sterling Shepard. You know, took him to task a few times, but uh, when Bradbury can press, get get his hands on you, stay balanced. Uh, and really disrupt the route, uh, that, that's where he really uh, excels. So I think Bradbury's been able to help himself some as well. Your, your write-up has Kennedy as rangy. Yeah, that's he's just easy. But Long strides. But let's talk right. about what they did with him today, Dane. Something that the Cal- – and, and Dave knows this very well, being around the team every single day, training camp, position flex. What did you see today? And I'm, I'm going to ask you, and, and like Perry Mason here always knows the answers to the questions God, he asks. Dated reference. Yeah, exactly. Is. Old man uh, reference. He's, Perry, he's a lawyer. Don't <laughs> worry about it. Just okay. answer the question. No, uh, but what did you see? Can it, they put him at safety. Yeah. yeah. They tried him at safety at, in practice. So, and because what happened to him? That's when he's at his best. What exactly? When, Play when he's facing front, the action. Exactly. And he can read, react. Absolutely. Uh, be aggressive. And, you know, when the play when he loses a step when that receiver gains a step vertically i mean he's done he, do, he's he doesn't done. have that recovery he's, speed yeah. he doesn't have the hips to quickly turn and go but when the play is in front of him when he can react read and go that's when he's at his best so it makes sense yeah i i i i really do like the player i like the i like him a lot the problem i have with him though is and you see it on tape we talked about this yesterday with the Notre Dame game the double moves or when they like you said yeah. when they get mm-hmm. past him yeah it's it's over because yeah. the separation he can't now in the UCLA game. If you happen to watch that game, first play of the game, they try and launch it on him on a nine, and he able, he's able to because the ball hang well hung so long that he was able to get in position and knock it away. But there's times today where they separated on him, and and maybe the plan for him is hey let's give him some looks at at safety where you can play him back and deep and let him just react that way yeah. or come forward. And drive on the football. So, yeah. It makes a lot of sense. I think Tavon Young, the Temple corner, he helped himself as well. Had a, had a few nice reps against these uh, receivers. But, you know, like, like we were talking about before, besides Braxton Miller, uh, these receivers on the North mm-hmm. squad, tough to get excited about them, uh, especially now with Carew. He's going to be out right. uh, the rest of the week. So we w- we're done seeing him. I'll be eager to see 
which receivers get the call up uh, you know, with uh, Sharp being out and now Carew. Maybe a Temple wide receiver might be getting the call oh, up. Oh, I hope uh, so. I'm hearing he might get the call up. So and that, that would be a great opportunity for him, um, Robbie Anderson, if he's Anderson. able to come here. Yeah, he's a perform. guy. He's a guy you watch when you when you're watching shrine. when yeah. you're watching. I thought he was the best receiver I saw at the shrine. When you're watching William Jackson tape at Houston, yeah, all of a sudden yeah. it's number 19 for Temple shows up. And you're mm-hmm. like, whoa, hey! And then I think you answered one of what we were tweeting. Uh, Jeff Cavanaugh were tweeting at you. Hey, what about this guy? Yep. You know, and so yeah, if he gets the call up and. And good for him to come in and, and, and get that opportunity. Yeah, and I, I'm going to say this, though, about Sharp. You mm. know, and, and, and I'm talking about uh, Tajay Sharp uh, from UMass. Disappointing for me today with him. You know, and, and I was hopeful that when you watch his tape, you see some good things. Mm-hmm. You see a lot of good things. Mm-hmm. And now it's the second. He had an all-star game last week, and now he's hurt in this game. And, and I just every time I want to like the guy – you know, and I'm thinking, well, maybe I can elevate him a little bit. Maybe have a good senior bowl, you know, work out with the pros and, you know, elevate his game a little more. And now that he's hurt, it, it just raises more questions with me about him, you know. And I'm like, okay, I, I know what the tape says. I just wanted to see a little bit more. I'm disappointed for him. I, I was hopeful I was get to uh, to uh, raise him. And he doesn't have that ideal build. He's 6'2", but he's only 189 pounds. Still, right. So yeah. lean, very lean. Very lean. And, and, and let me get into, Dane, since you were focusing on the, uh, on the defensive line today, mm-hmm. another disappointment for Brian Broadus was Austin Johnson. That's, that was the one I was alluding to earlier. Yeah. And I, mean, and, 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 I was, and I was hopeful of Austin Johnson. What I see in Austin Johnson, throw on the Ohio State tape. Sure. And, th- and the thrashing, the movement, the down the line, the get up the field, the you know, fight to get, you know. I'm not seeing that from him yeah. right and, now. And if you did not see any Austin Johnson coming into this week, I don't think you'd be disappointed. I think he'd be like, hey, he's a nice player. But because he did play so well on tape. I'm thirty-four guys. Right, exactly. Because we've yeah. seen him on tape. We've had a chance right, to look right. at him. He has impressed this year. There were some expectations coming into the week for him, and uh, I think it is safe to say that he has not met those expectations yet. Now the week's not over. Uh, he's still a good player. You see the flashes, but you know, do want to see more out of him. Yeah, but with, were you were you, when you were watching him? Were you kind of like I was cheerleading a little? And Dave has seen me cheerlead for players before. Well, he hates when I do this. No, I love when you do it. It's fun and funny. And I mean, honestly, I know Carson Wentz is the guy, but like I, I look around and Austin Johnson to me is the most realistic guy here that I would think winds up on this roster. You know, yeah. In, in terms of. What, how this might actually play out. It's totally plausible to think he would be there at 34 mm-hmm. and that the Cowboys God, might value to him me, enough to want that. Listen to this once again, talking one techniques here. Okay, real quick, Jerry and Reed. Yep. Did he do anything for you today? Is, uh, again, you were focusing on defensive line. Yeah, I think he he's so powerful with his hands, and that's what you want from a, a one or a zero technique. Right. Not the most rangy player, but – uh, you know, he's able to get off the ball quickly, engage, and, and then, you know, he, he, he sees through blockers. Uh, and that's one thing you saw on tape. That's one thing you've seen this week. Um, you know, he keeps his eyes trained on the ball. He knows what he's doing with his hands to, you know, latch and, and just detach himself from that block. So I, I, I do think Jerron Reed's helped himself. I mean, the South squad, these – a lot of these defensive tackles are right. Uh, they're looking like future first rounder. I mean, Sheldon Rankins is a future first rounder. Jerron Reed to me is a future first rounder. So I mean, it's uh, really impressive defensive line talent. Let me throw this at you, Dane. Uh, I had a conversation with a scout today. Oh, we were. That's what you get for being on the sidelines. Check me out, right? <laughs> yeah, throw that name uh, down there, name dropper man. I'm not name dropping because oh. I got to keep my sources anonymous. <laughs> you know, unlike me, who just tells you who it is. Uh, we're talking about defensive ends on the South team. And we're talking about Oakman and Spence and all the suspects. And he says, why don't you watch old 91 there, Charles Tapper for Oklahoma. Mm. Yeah, Tapper's he, interesting. Yeah. He, he's, he's, and he's tough to figure out because of the way Oklahoma used him. I mean, he was in a frog stance, oh. uh, you know, just it, too, a lot of two-gap, a lot of, you know, hold the edge, a lot of, you know, not, not really letting him be an athlete and go upfield, see what he can do. Uh, you know, we saw it a couple years ago against Alabama in the bowl game. And he just uh, he, he gave AJ McCarron in that Alabama backfield trouble the entire game. But you know, this past season, you watch him on tape. Uh, it, you just it's tough to get a good feel for him and you know what he could be at the next level. Have you seen Tapper? I haven't watched him yet, okay. though. But I know the when you talk about Oklahoma scheme, and right. no offense to any OU Sooner fans out there. 
but your scheme killed Stryker, too, my, oh. my little linebacker. Oh. Hey, I can't tell you how many times he has to play against offensive tackles. Sure. You know, we just let, let him just run. You yeah, know, I mean, that's, that, that's the one thing he can do. Let him run to the football. So when you start talking about the you know, scheme in Oklahoma, I, I, I totally understand what's going on. Um, any of the offensive linemen and, and you know, anybody catch your eye? We were kind of I, I was I was looking a, a little bit, though, at the we were talking about Martin mm-hmm. with, with uh, Nick, you know, Martin. Nick Martin a little mm-hmm. bit, though. Anything more with him? You know, I, I felt like there was a couple of reps yesterday where he really wasn't very good. I thought for overall, both lines held up reasonably well. Uh, that my 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 Indiana, uh, my Indiana, my, my Indiana yeah. offensive tackle. You know, he seems like that he's hold. I'm he's, using the word holding well, up, but because yeah. there's every you, the next thing you know, you know, Spence rushes against him, or one of these ends rushes. But he seems like the one that's. I mean, where Murphy from Stanford is getting beat almost every snap. Yeah, he's not. He's he, not looked good. He's not looked good. And then you talk about you know, and then and then uh, uh, you know Durango. You know, I mean, his it's hit or miss with him. It seems it was very hit and miss with him. But I, I you know, again, they moved. Like he was playing some left side, and then right. they moved him to the right. He looked worse on the right side than he did on the left side. And, and I'm trying to project him. Okay, right. is he a guard? Is he? He's, you know, you yeah, know. he's tough, especially coming from that Baylor offense where he was a four-year starter at left tackle. Right. So that's where he is comfortable. So I guess it's not too surprising that he would be more comfortable uh, on the left side than the right side. Uh, but overall, this offensive line, it, it's hard to get excited about any of these guys. I, I do like Spriggs. Um, I worry about his core strength a little bit, but he's an athlete. Did he Glasgow, the center, do anything for you from Michigan? I, I liked him. I loved him last week when I saw him at the Shrine game. Right. This week, a uh, little up tick in competition and he struggled so yeah he has uh, they tried to play him at some guard today well, too. And that's probably where most teams are going to have him because he's 6-6 yeah. six, six. how right. many 6-6 six, six centers are there that's around true. the league and that's so true. i think most teams are looking at him as a guard um and so you know he struggled some a little bit it, it, he does play low because he has a uh, flexible lower body but I, you know i think he's still adjusting to the speed of what he's seeing this week you know what guys i was looking down at my roster here and a guy I did i forgot to mention the uh, defensive end i need to ask you about him though is uh, Daddy Nicholas yeah. from Virginia Tech. And I wrote about him today in you a did. way that I you thought did. there were a couple of reps where he was actually did something for me. Not so much for you today? I don't know what to do with him because he's 235 pounds. Oh, okay. At 235 about th- pounds. Would you play him at outside linebacker? Well, that's where I think he has to play. Yeah. I don't. He can't play defensive end for me right. uh, unless he's a strictly a sub-package uh, you know, third down rusher, uh, something like that. But he has good arm length, over 35 inches. Uh, he's an athlete, but he had two and a half sacks this year. And when you watch, That's, yeah, you watch so I haven't film, seen him on tape, but 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 today he flashed at me a couple of different times. That get off, yeah, that get off. Exactly. He can beat you because he's an athlete, and if he beats you with that get off, then he has a chance to make a play in the pocket. But if he doesn't win off the snap, forget it. He doesn't have power to control the point of attack. Blockers can overwhelm him. Um, you know, he, he struggles to to do much after that. So. I don't know what to do with him because, uh, you know, again, yeah. he's he's a uh, 235 pounds. I don't, I, mean, I don't think he's going to get much bigger than that. He's just a leaner type guy, but he does have good length. Uh, I don't think he knows how to use it, but uh, there are some tools to work with. Though. Yeah, you're right about the get off because right. he was able to capture the edge a couple of times and get some pressure. Dave, I'm going to ask you about. Did you see your boy uh, Dion Jones today? I did. I actually I tried to stop and LSU talk. inside linebacker. Love there. Him. I yeah. tried to talk to uh, to Debo this afternoon, but he got oh, away Debo. from me. But, LSU uh, guys, we, we can yeah. use lingo. I guess so. He, he's a, he's a. I mean, Debo is a LSU guy, but he is a Jesuit high school guy. Oh, so he's a he is, Blue Jay. He's near and dear to my heart. Um, yeah, I actually I talked to another scout about him. Ooh, look at this guy. <laughs> I'm trying See, you to put do him some on the field over here, man. I'm trying to do some you work. Know, he, he's getting a little I, heavy for us having to carry I him. I sit here. Oh, how dare you! First of all, <laughs> uh, I'm. I. I mean, I like him a lot. He's sure. fast. He's good in coverage. He hits like a maniac. He got kicked out of a game last uh, in October for just decking a quarterback who didn't yeah, have targeted. the ball. Yeah. Um, but and the, immediately the scouts like, yeah, he weighs two hundred nineteen pounds. Yeah. yeah, what are you gonna do with him? See, and I but was, well, we'll but, figure it out. But, I don't know. But today he had two nice plays. He carried a coverage. carried a in coverage. Yep. He carried a receiver up the field, knocked the ball, tipped down. the ball away, and he got. Yep. Uh, we got an interception off that, and then he caused a fumble. If you watch, 
he was chasing the play, and and Brandon Allen was running. And he tomahawked and the ball out of his hand. Here's so. and I, we talked about run. We talked about Debo a little bit back at Valley Ranch. I remember, and like I just see him not as the same type of player. Don't get me wrong, but I just see him having a role like Kyle Wilbur. Like he's good enough to play some snaps at linebacker. But really, what I think he'll excel at in the NFL is just as a special teams beast. He's fast. He hits. He's he has a knack for getting at the ball. You guys tell me if you agree with that or if you think I'm totally wrong. No. I, I have a hard time believing he's like an every-down player. No. I don't know. What do you think? I, I think you need to figure out how to use him in coverage because that's I think yeah. that's where he can hold up. And if you can cover at linebacker, then you have a job in this league. And right. So, uh, I, they never, yeah, they put you, you on the field and let you go. But you do have to protect him. You have to be able to keep him clean in the run game. Uh, you know, he does struggle to you know disengage blocks yeah. and – so you do see that some, but when he can stay clean and play in space, now he's not a safety. Uh, you know, I don't think you can move him to safety. Right. It's not that simple. Um, but what he can do. That uh, is the cure-all for all fans, Yeah, exactly. It, it, same thing at corner, moving to safety. But, you know, for these guys, uh, you know, I, I want him on my team. I don't know if he can be a, a three-down starter. I'm not convinced he's that. But, uh, you know, at some point I'm going to get him on the field and he's going to be a, a coverage beast. For yeah, me. I like what Dave's saying about Kyle Wilbur. I think that's a just, pretty fair comparison. I, right and there. that people are talking about him in, like, the third round, yeah. and I think that's cr- – Little bridge. It's kind of crazy in my – But he can run. People, people for the, like that. Get him on right. my team as a fifth-round pick yeah. where he can be, like, the fifth or sixth linebacker and play every special team unit. Yeah. Sign me up. Yeah. I see. I see a borderline top one hundred. Okay, type. that's see, and I t- I trust Dan's opinion over my own, but yeah. that sounds know, expensive. LSU guy. That sounds expensive to me, but hey. Okay, well uh, he's an athlete. I'll give you that. Kent's uh, telling me I need to take a break. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna take a break here from uh, the Senior Bowl coverage here in Mobile, Alabama. We're gonna come back. We're gonna get into some Twitter questions. We can't take any calls like we do at home, so we're gonna answer as many Twitter questions as you can. So. Line them up if you got them. Please fire them in. Dave does a great job of getting them to us, and then we'll answer all that we can. And we'll be back from Mobile, Alabama in just a moment. Introducing AT&T Rollover Data. Your unused plan data automatically rolls over for one month. All mobile share value plans now come with rollover data on the network with the nation's strongest LTE signal. AT&T, mobilizing your world. AT&T reminds you to never text and drive. It can wait. Available only with AT&T Mobile Share Value Plans. Rollover data automatically expires after one month or with any plan change. Other restrictions apply. Visit att.com slash rolloverdata for details. Signal strength claim based only on average LTE signal strength for national carriers. Before Jenny met her new nephew, Wyatt, before she drove from Dallas to Marfa, and before she picked up a one-man rodeo onesie down the street from her studio in the village, Jenny got 1% back on tires, 2% back on snacks, and 3% back on gas using her Bank AmeriCard Cash Rewards credit card. So Jenny got ready to do what she loved with cash rewards she liked. That's the power of the Bank AmeriCard Cash Rewards credit card. That's Bank of America. Life's better when we're connected. With the Bank AmeriCard Cash Rewards credit card, you can earn 1% cash back on all purchases all the time. 2% cash back on groceries and 3% cash back on gas. Apply today at bankofamerica.com slash get cash back. Grocery and gas bonus rewards apply to 1,500 in combined purchases each quarter. Call 1-888-224-8735 for details about credit costs and terms. Copyright 2013 Bank of America Corporation. I'm former Dallas Cowboy Everson Walls. As a four-time Pro Bowl player, I know the determination and will it takes to win. That's why when you've been hurt or injured in an accident, you need to call attorney Domingo Garcia. I've known Domingo since high school. When you need a Tejano Tough attorney, call Domingo Garcia, 1-800-LEY-9999. That's 1-800-LEY-9999. I'm Domingo Garcia. Call us now for a free consultation, 1-800-LEY-9999. This is the DallasCowboys.com Draft Show. The Cowboys are on the clock. Back here on the Draft Show from Mobile, Alabama, site of the Senior Bowl. Got uh, Dane Brugler from CBS Sports and uh, also DallasCowboys.com. And, and I, I mentioned that when we opened the show, executive producer Kent Garrison told me that uh, the Senior Bowl Live video is up. Uh, wide receivers north uh, working against the defensive backs. Kent was right in the middle of the action. We, we, get, a, we get a little quarterback stuff in there, too. We get a little Carson, quarterback. Yeah, we do a little, Car- some, a little Carson Wentz in there, and you can see them all throw. So, 
uh, encouraging. It's pretty good. We went the first segment without even talking too much about Carson Wentz. So that, that's a win. That's that's good. There's other yeah. guys down here. No, there, you know, Carson a, Wentz has been. It's a shame they're not playing as well it, as Carson that's Wentz. That's also time. true. Yeah. Is it a win or a wins? Ooh. You know I mean? See, yeah. it always. Kill me. It's Just always, yeah. Shoot kill me, me right now. All right, what we're going to do is uh, we don't have our Twitter on the 20, but Ken will give it a Twitter go. Twitter on the 20. There we go. So uh, we're going to line up these questions. Uh, hopefully uh, everybody kind of knows the drill. Make sure you get your questions we, in. We got, at, at, at the draft show. That's the best way to do it. Follow the draft show. Kent's been putting out information about times and players, and we try to answer questions on that. So make sure you're following at the draft show, and also follow – D.P. Brugler for a lot of great insight. And then uh, D. Hellman. Hellman, D.C. Hellman, D.C. I knew okay. it was something. <laughs> it's a dumb name. Yeah. It's, D.C. is for Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, I he, should just switch didn't it. Didn't Rowan Kavanagh have yeah, it? Yeah, and I, and it, it got messed up. Idea, yeah. yeah. Okay. Anyway. Well, Brian brought us, right? Yeah, if, just, yeah. Yeah, if you want to just get wore down, just follow me. There you go. But uh, anyway, so, Dave, I'll give you the show, and let's uh, answer some questions. All right. We're going to start off with Slide, who wants to know – what you think of Miles Killebrew? The guy, he's got to be the most obscure school player here at this entire thing. Southern Utah, right? Yeah, although they do have uh, quite a few prospects in this draft, actually. Really? They might have three or four guys drafted. But Good for them. Yeah. Uh, you know, we watched him on tape together. Yeah. You know, we talked about this a little bit yesterday. Dane tricked me into doing it, and I should have listened to him when he gave it to me to do. Uh, he was I very, didn't listen. Well, no, but we watched the – you know, the tape doesn't lie. Right. You know, it's not – we were unimpressed. We right. were underwhelmed. We, right. We, we saw an athlete, a guy that can move, a good-sized player, uh, but, you know, routinely took poor angles. Uh, There's some other question marks. But what have you seen from him this week? Were you have you have you've been impressed a little bit, haven't you? I have, and what ma- it makes me, and then I go back and I look at the talk about the Sam Houston game and the Utah State game, and you know the stuff that we watched, and you know I look at my notes and it's like quick feet, breaks on the ball, you know. But I, you know, I thought he needed to wrap up better. I thought he he ran easy, uh, you know. But you know, slight delay in the way he breaks. I didn't think he was very instinctive. And I don't see. I didn't think he always saw the play develop. Mm-hmm. It, but and there's some explosiveness in the hole. But he doesn't look like that guy out here. You mm-hmm. know, you see him run to the flat. You see him being decisive. You see him now again. He's going to have to tackle in this game because right. I have some questions about guys running. You know, running through arm tackles and stuff like that. But to me, he looks like a different player. But he, let's let's be honest here. Four four nine speed is what they had. Well, and that's the, the thing. He's if he's going to be drafted probably in the second round. And I think it's going to be based off of the measurables. Because when you watch him on tape, you know, it's easy here to understand where the play is going. He doesn't have to think too much here. Right. I mean, it's see ball, get ball. Uh, a lot of these. So my instinctive comment is actually pretty. Is I, I, no, I think it, you're, you know, he doesn't have to worry about reading a, a, a right. offense here. He doesn't right. have to worry about uh, anticipating. Uh, you know, it's all, you know, see ball, get ball. It's, it, it's, these drills are pretty vanilla. Whereas in, on the tape that we watched, I mean, he was, you know, waiting for the play to develop. Okay, then I'll go. I was just, he was too afraid of making a mistake, a false step that, uh, you know, was very hesitant. And here we're not seeing that, but it's easy to, to mask that here for a safety. Yeah, did you see Jeremy Cash today, by the way? There's a reason why he didn't. But no, he, there's a reason why th- we were upstairs right. and the ball went vertical and all of a sudden he was single high. Sterling Shepard did a little uh, whoop yeah, down the, the scene. And, and the and next thing you know, that it was when it, if he's even with Cash, it's, oh, pa- yeah. it's past Cash. He's, and, he's open. So, yeah, you, you're, if you're a Jeremy Cash fan, Play him down. Don't yeah. let him play deep because exactly. he couldn't react. Ball, like I say, Shepard blew by him, and ball was down the field, and it was over. By the way, Shepard had, a, I think, a nice not, day today. Not I mean, a I bad day, yeah. What Braxton Miller is doing for the North squad, I, I think Shepard's quietly doing that for the South team. I don't disagree with I mean, with Braxton you Miller, I think there's more hype because, oh, he's, you know, he's not a wide receiver. You know, we didn't know what to expect. Shepard's just been doing it. It's, you know, business as usual for him. We've seen him do it for Oklahoma for how many years now. Yeah. Uh, but I think Shepard's quietly having a very, very nice week. Good point. Dave, I want you guys to guess what college program. Wait, wait, wait. We, get, we have to guess? It's going to be. We investigate. It's an easy guess. Oh. It's really easy. <laughs> I want you to guess what program Peyton is a fan of because he oh. wants to know what Eric Murray and K.J. May look like. 
might be a, a gopher. Yeah, I think so. I, I tell you, Eric Murray, uh, him and Braxton Miller had a few good battles uh, Mur- today. And I got to watch Murray in the North practice. And, I, again, I, honestly, the cornerbacks looked great today. I mean, they did that compete period. Yeah, right. all right, maybe there was a little holding. <laughs> oh, no, it's whatever. all good. Braxton, all good. Braxton Miller even asked him. He asked yeah, Eric Murray, how many flags did you get this year? Because <laughs> that's all he was doing was holding. Poor Braxton, Braxton Miller. Miller. That, that one, that one on his jersey was yeah. sideways. Yeah. That might be true, but, like, he he's he's like – He's got some diva tendencies. He, yeah, he, he's got some diva tendencies over yeah. there. Braxton, um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, he's he's yeah. But no, uh, all the qu- they did a compete period about halfway yeah. through the North practice. Three and zero, oh, all cornerbacks over receivers Defense. all three times. Yeah. yeah. Um. Anyway, but go ahead. Wrote about that. I think you're yep. putting it up for me here. Yep. Yeah. I thought this. I thought the North defensive backs we won the battle today and. Hey, there are no referees, and if you have to grab and hold and clutch and punch and whatever you do, do sure. it. But Murray caught my eye today. Murray caught my eye because every single time that Braxton Miller stepped up to take a rep, he went with him. And he realized, he's saying, okay, they're all here to see this good-looking number one run mm-hmm. down the field. You know, let me see if I can cover this, this guy that everybody's talking about, Dane Brugler in the top 60, Brian Broaddus in the top 60. You know, let's see. So yeah, and I, I think Murray is what we saw on tape. He's a physical press guy who looks to get his hand on you, reroute you, keep you uncomfortable. And you know we've said that about a few corners this yeah. week. But Eric Murray, that's his bread and butter. Um, and then KJ May, uh, the wide receiver. You know, I think there was some talk about well, he's a Mobile native. That's why he got the invite. Sure. Does he really belong here? I'll tell you what, so far he looks like he belongs. I mean, he's. He's small, obviously, but uh, I think he has good build on him, and so far he's catching everything that comes his way. And he's, you know, a good catch and go type of guy who not the fastest, not going to you know run a blazing time, but he's quick, and, yeah. and so he's able to catch a ball, get up the field, and make something happen. Well, let me tell you another thing that he can do: he can block. And and I and I thought in this and 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 I thought this were. Cyrus Jones, to me, Alabama's a tough. I mean, he's a five nine guy, yeah. but he's tough. Scrappy. He, he will come up and he will. He will fight you. And, a, and there was a couple times where they did an individual blocking drill where it's a stalk and then attack. Mm-hmm. And two times, May and Jones went head-to-head uh, uh, head with each other, and May got the best of him. Mm-hmm. So if, you can, if you're a guy that, that they, they see like, hey, you know, everybody in Dallas Cowboy land says, can they find a better Dwayne Harris? Can they find a guy that's not afraid at the point of attack? That can make some plays, some sure. make some catches, can block. Maybe he's got some special teams in his blood. Yeah. Keep an eye on that kid because he showed some toughness today. Scrappy. scrappy. It is scrappy. Um, Physical. I am, Thomas is intrigued, and I am also intrigued because other than Carson Wentz, like anybody who watches college football, what's the over and under on this? Uh, you, you maybe <laughs> you hear this guy's name and you think like, huh? Yeah, that guy. Yeah. Can you guess who I'm talking about right now? Driscoll. Yep. Well, that's, that's. I think he's the second best quarterback on the North is. roster. There's I, no doubt about it. I think I he's mean, the second best quarterback. Maybe on both, both teams. Yeah. 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 I mean, I. I that's disappointing for me. Just got, Brissett just I spit want, the bit for me today. I want Brissett to be Brissett, the man. Yeah. Uh, I do, but Driscoll's been impressive in the opportunity. But you had a gotten. chance to talk with him today. What was yeah. he? What was the vibe? And I'm talking about uh, Jacoby Brissett. 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 I always Jared jack, Goff. I always jack <laughs> those names up. Um, Play better, and I learn. I. He, I I like his demeanor. He's uh, he's calm, cool, collected. He said, "I thought it was interesting." He said, uh, "Leadership and poise are his best two things that he brings." And I'm thinking back to his tape. I mean, he certainly seems cool under pressure. I haven't. He was bad today. It, well, anybody on the South team, I haven't had as good of a chance to watch because you know, the North team is the one just is, dominating is, your workload. Exactly. <laughs> um, so it's disappointing to hear that. I did. I did like his demeanor, just in terms of talking to the guy and seeing what he's all about. Um, Threw the ball awfully today. Yeah, Dave. that's disappointing. Didn't hit. You know, there was times where guys' receivers open. He was in between some throws. He, he sideline to the out. It was too high, and I'm thinking nerves, or I'm just thinking not very good today. And I, you know, Kevin Hogan was like that for the North team today. Just, I mean, I sw- he, there were balls going wide and short yeah. and high. And when it comes to these quarterbacks, I just, I don't. Know. My mom always said, if you have nothing nice to say, don't say it at all. And so that's well, welcome of, to the draft show. You, get, the, you get paid to say some all right, negative all right, things. Well, it, no, it's. I, I agree about Driscoll. I mean, it Wentz, obviously the top guy. If I don't get my quarterback in the first two rounds, top 40 picks, 
Driscoll's a guy I'm looking at in the mid rounds. Are people going yeah, back on Cook and saying, you know what, maybe Cook well, is Cook has a whole lot of other issues going on. Oh, I, mean, I know, it, yeah. You know, never threw for 59 com- uh, percent completions in his career. Uh, wasn't voted team captain. There's some character stuff going on. So I think Cook, if he doesn't some go whispers about him, too, oh yeah, his teammates. But I'll say some bad stuff. Get him out of here. Get him off my board. I don't like him. I don't. Cook? Yeah. All right. No, I I'll pull this up when we draft. You him will in not three be months. the only person saying that. <laughs> um, Skip no, Bayless well, talking right, about. Well, let, let, tell me, tell me about Driscoll though, because he has looked intriguing. And like I said, I think there's a stigma attached to the fact that the Florida stint well, didn't go so well. And, and I'm guilty of this too. After he looked awful at Florida, I mean it, that that entire offense did him no favors though. Um, you know when he was there under Muschamp, and I think a lot of people uh, just wrote him off as a prospect. Transferred to Louisiana Tech this year as a fifth-year senior, reinvented himself think so. as a, as a, a pro prospect, uh, and you know you can say, oh well, you know the competition wasn't as good. Louisiana Tech played Mississippi State this year, and Driscoll had a terrific game uh, that game. So uh, to me, Driscoll is a guy that I'm I'm not convinced he's a starter down the road. But if I don't get my guy early and I still want to draft a quarterback, Driscoll's the guy that I'm targeting in the middle rounds. That's yeah. interesting to me. I mean, we, should, yeah. we focus so much on four, and, you know, maybe Wentz was a guy that you used to look at at 34. That doesn't seem likely now. No. And so now I'm just trying to get a mental image of what's your next opportunity to look at a quarterback if you don't go at four. See, that's the thing. And I, I Yeah, and, and you can't just let it this week. I mean, there's some things you can learn from this week. Don't get me wrong. I think some guys, you know, you're just evaluating. It's just another opportunity. And I admire the guys – for coming out here, the Hogans sure. and the Kessler, because I, sure. I'm not a huge Kessler fan. Hey, and and I, and I and, but you know, admire him for throwing the football. They're here, yeah, they're, and other uh, quarterbacks that we talked about are but, not. But I so. will, I will say this though uh, uh, about Driscoll though, and maybe it has to do with just the uncertainty of you know being nervous. And, sure. But he holds the ball, and maybe on tape, I haven't studied he him does. on tape, but he he holds that thing, and you're like. Bro, in the NFL, yeah. in the NFL, out. these corners they give you no window, and you better just let it fly. You better yeah. just let it cut it loose and go play because if you don't, you're not going to be playing. It much. Really, that's why he is a mid rounder at best, and not you know because all the tools are there. I mean, he's a well built kid. He can move. He's an athlete. He has a big arm. Uh, one scout, you know, I tweeted about this back in October. A scout told me he is the best leader at quarterback he has talked to in ten this. years. Yeah. So I, I mean. It's all there for him, but the anticipation, the vision as a passer, it's just not – it has not caught up yet. And so there, there's a good chance it never will. And yeah. that's why he's a mid-round guy and not a you know top 50 player. And you asked me about Brissett. For the record, I talked to Driscoll on Tuesday morning at the weigh-in. That's a seasoned dude in terms of dealing with that type of stuff. And, I mean, you would expect that from a guy who spent three, four years at a program like UF. But right. He's very comfortable with the media very comfortable at, at talking and, and being eloquent without shooting from the hip. you know, Sound, Sounding he's, like he's patting himself on the back kind of guy. He's savvy. He's yeah. a savvy media presence. Okay. Um, well, and I'm about to ask Dane to do something really difficult that he sh- it's uh, it's unfair, but I just don't know. Oh, he's do part anyway. of the team. He's good at it. Uh, all right. Let's just assume, I mean, you know, your big, your big guys, your, your Goff, your Lynch, your Wentz, you know, your first-round guys all go in the first round. What I mean, where where's the next spot where you feel comfortable about the Cowboys picking a quarterback? I mean, it doesn't seem yeah. to me. Maybe Connor Cook, maybe. But well, who do you feel good about it? Like thirty four or sixty, whatever. 67. I don't. I don't. I don't feel good about any of those guys at thirty four. But yeah. in the early third round, that's when if Cook's still around, he needs to be in the conversation uh, because I think Cook can start in the NFL. I just think he's a very low ceiling. Right. Um, I don't think he's a guy that is a long term answer. Um, there's just there's something missing from from Connor Cook, and then the name we're gonna hear a lot about, and he's not here, but Christian Hackenberg. Hackenberg, the, the Penn that, State that, quarterback. I, I forgot all about him because like you're in like senior bowl yeah. mode, and you're thinking about senior quarterbacks. Yeah, that, so. it's, he, if he's still there in the early third round, then you know it's worth the conversation because it's is he already you know we saw what he did as a freshman, and the last two years have been a disaster. Is he already damaged goods? You know, there's a lot to work with there, but there's a lot of red flags, too. So the tape is not kind. But, again, there's a lot to work with. Let me bring up a couple names of guys that you've seen. How about Prescott? I like Dak Prescott. I I do. I mean, again, I don't see an NFL starter, but he's what I think 
people wanted Tim Tebow to be. I mean, he's a better version better, of Tim better Tebow. Better thrower, yeah. Right, exactly. And, and, I, but athlete. Right, an athlete who's Big, well-built. Physical, who can yeah. run. He's a great leader. Uh, you know, holds a ton of SEC records. I mean, sure. I, I really think he is what people wanted Tim Tebow to be. Uh, now he needs he needs work. Even though he was a you know a three and a half year starter at Mississippi State, he still needs work, uh, and he's not an NFL starter from day one. But you know I don't see an NFL starter down the road. I, but I do think he can be a backup in this league. We throw a name out for both of you guys who've seen this guy, Cardell Jones, Ohio State. I made I made my opinions on him pretty well felt. I think last week. Uh, I I just no way for you. No, get out of here. I love him. He's, <laughs> I don't love him if he actually has to do anything right away. Like, I mean, if right. if Romo breaks his clavicle in week three of 2016 and Cardell Jones is the guy that they turn to, it's probably not going to be pretty. But he's a freak. He's a, he's a freak show. He's so athletic. He can shrug off a defensive end like he's a toddler. He's got uh, he's got to have the strongest arm of any quarterback that's in this it's draft. Cannon, could, no question. Could teams fall in love with him over what we've seen from? There's no question. I mean, I mean, they brought all they brought. How many guys are here? Nine. I think. I they, mean, he's got enough. I feel like he's got enough holes in his game that it's going to keep anybody and and probably his personality and all that type of stuff too that people are going to be dissecting. That's going to keep anybody from falling too much in love with him. But this is the whole. You're drafting a guy who you can, who is ready to go and who can take over right away and is your starter in two or three years, or are you drafting a guy who's maybe a little bit of a project and you can live with that because you have Tony Romo? I think, th- I mean, that's going to be, that's the I, balance that's going to exist for the next few months. To me, I think Cardell Jones, and this was true if he came out last year or this year, his draft stock is all, will, will be built at the Combine. That's, I mean, you, you can the want interviews, right, and all the things. That, how, how smart? Put him, yeah, put him on the whiteboard. Right. What does he know? Right. What does he not know? What can he learn? Uh, what is he capable of learning? I mean, there's a lot that we have to figure out about Cardell Jones. We see the physical talent, but and people are going to say he lost money by returning. No, he looks like the exact same quarterback this year that we saw last year. The only difference was he entered this year with expectations. And, and so because he didn't live up to those expectations necessarily, people think that he hurt himself. He was 11-0 as a starter. Uh, you know, his 11 career starts in college, he went undefeated. True story. I, I mean, how many double? How many players, uh, quarterbacks, at the college level started double-digit games and went undefeated? Right. There, there can't be too many. And so I, I do think at the end of the day, Cardale Jones will be drafted somewhere, third, fourth round. A team will take a chance on him, uh, you know, draft and develop that type of player. You talk, where do they pick in the third round? Like 67? Something like that? Right. Yeah. Get me two impact ma- play, like impact p- dudes who are going to help the team right away in the first two rounds. And that project, you sign a veteran guy in free agency who can be the backup and let Cardell be three. Let let's go. Like I'm so and uh, and also I say th- I said this last year and the year before that about Johnny Manziel. Uh, like as a writer, he intrigues me because he would make my job <laughs> so easy. Well, Troy Aikman so came, came out. Well, I, Troy Aikman came out today. A whole talk can of worms. Yeah. I'm, hey. It, Johnny Manziel or Cardell Jones? I mean, I'd, I'd rather. I th- Which train wreck do you want? Don't you think that Cardell Jones has a higher ceiling than Johnny I would, Manziel? I would. I would. Well, sure. Yeah, I, I so, think that that's fair to say. Uh, I, no, there's no doubt that part of my intrigue is because I know how good he would be for the business of writing sports stories. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> but I think he's a really talented player too. He is a talented football player. Well, anyway, but maybe his stock is going up. Well, because of what people are of, starting to see. Speaking of Johnny Manziel, I mean, Cardell's going to have a big televised pro day workout with George Whitfield, hitting him with that broom sometime he's, in the next couple of months. Yeah, so. he's been working with him uh, yeah. as soon as Ohio State. If he uh, does well at that. Notre Dame. Well, and that's, the, and that's what I was saying. His entire draft stock will be built on what he does during the process. But th- did you watch Cardell on tape? Did I you? did. And we watched him together. We watched him and together. And I was gushing and losing my mind and <laughs> acting like a girl with a crush, and Brian was like, you need to relax. Where, where realistically would you feel comfortable drafting Cardell Jones? I think you said fifth. Uh, no, I didn't. What would you say? I think I, was, I had him in the fourth. That's yeah, where I had him so. in the fourth. And, I, 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 and the, the reason why I, – I, the thing that I was really worried about with him – is I never saw his throwing motion was the same. And, yeah. and, and maybe there's a lot of quarterbacks and people out there saying, oh, I brought a shut up. You know, there's a lot of quarterbacks that drop down, do this, do that. But I, ne- I, I worry about him if things got a little tough and him having to make 
okay, I've got to rely on this. I've got to make this throw. Is it going to be the same or is something going to click where he doesn't quite? Yeah, and that, that's it. And I think that's what you make the point about the, the offseason and him working with Whitfield, you know, cleaning him up, tightening him up, right. the footwork. On, there's no question about the arm strength, the lower body power, the ability to drive the football. He just flicks it and the ball goes. He throws it with some pace. He, He's got a little t- – but he never is – it never – you never kind of get an idea where he's going to, yeah. where that launch point is going to be for his ball. Maybe it's a little bit, you know, there's quarterbacks in this league. Yeah. The, the guy in the, that's going to play in the Super Bowl for Carolina is that, a that launch guy, is a different launch hey, point player. He's going to win NFL MVP in about nine days, and he only completed fifty eight or fifty nine percent of his yeah, passes for true. the year. So yeah, I mean, I, it's uh, uh, I there are better quarterbacks obviously in this draft class, but he's the most intriguing he one. Is. I getting more of these questions. Yeah, uh, any, yeah, not to get sidetracked. Uh, this one was interesting to me. Because this guy joined us late, but uh, Chris wants to know about DJ Foster, uh, the Arizona State running back who joined the North team. Thoughts, impressions? He, he's kind of uh, you know, the North's version of Kenyon Drake. You know, he's yeah. he's not really a running back, not really a receiver. He's kind of a hybrid version of both. Uh, he's at his best when he can catch the ball out of the backfield. Uh, but is he, he just a crazy runner? Yeah, when you, when you watch right. him on tape, because that's what Drake is. Right, Drake and he's is not Drake as is, crazy. Yeah, but he's not also not as fast. <laughs> right. So I, and he, he Foster dropped a few passes today. You know, is a is a rough first practice for him. So we'll we'll see what he does tomorrow, how he can answer and you know show some improvement. I got you. Okay, Dave. One more question. We got to take a break. AJ wants to know. We uh, we've touched on him, but uh, Jordan Jenkins, the tweener from Georgia, uh, has been flashing some stuff. Uh, again, thoughts. There was a few good uh, Georgia Georgia uh, yeah, battles, battles there today, with yeah. uh, Theus number seventy one. Sure, um, and I think Jenkins won for the most part of those battles because uh, he, he plays low. He comes off the line of scrimmage low, and right. so he's able to extend his arms uh, and get into the attack the body of blockers and move them. He's you know he's able to dictate where the blocker is going to go, and so. I still like him best in a three four where he can stand up and move around a little bit, but you know he showed me some things today as a defensive end, hand, hand on the ground, you know, just getting upfield quickly, attacking blocks. Um, I, I'm not sure he's going to be a guy that's consistently going to win with speed around the edge, but uh, I, I did like what I saw from today. Yeah, I tell you what, Dane just gave you a great thumbnail because I'm proud my notes are similar. I thought this guy can really get some push. He lowers his head. He can extend on blockers. He can avoid blocks. He's got some pop at the point of attack, which I really like. Tackles in space. He's aware. He doesn't get fooled. You talk about playing outside. Some of the things that they have to deal with. Gets up the field. He finds the football. He can overpower blockers. I mean, I'm talking about the running backs. He could just flat get it. Squeeze the hole when he plays on the end and gets off the ground. Can avoid low blocks. So, yeah, he's... He plays all over the place in Georgia's scheme, and, and someone's going to find a spot because, again, he has size, he's got ability, he's got that ability to play with power, and I think that's where a lot of guys, a lot of teams are looking for that edge type of player. Talk about length, 34-inch arms, yeah. 11-inch hands. Yeah. I mean, th- that's, th- that's the type of length that's, NFL that's, teams that's, want. That's, that's catcher's mitts right there. Exactly. Okay. Thank you, everybody, for the questions uh, on Twitter. We always appreciate that. We love uh, thanks to Ed Cahill for Twitter on the twenty. We learned uh, a long time ago. Love, I love that you continue to give him credit for that. Like, no, he, I, I, to, give, I give know? Ed a lot of credit for this draft show. Yeah, yeah we're for, not here without yeah, Ed. Yeah, so. exactly. Ed Absolutely. had a vision on, and Derek Eagleton for putting it on the Air Force. So, yep. okay, we're going to take a break here from uh, Mobile, Alabama. Uh, we're going to finish up the last segment here of the draft show. We'll be right back with you. Geico asks, which is easier, playing football or saving hundreds of dollars on your car insurance? When you score a touchdown, you're expected to follow it up with a dance. And if you haven't trained properly, you'll end up embarrassing yourself with what looks to be a poorly executed version of the Foxtrot in front of the whole country. But switching and saving with Geico online, over the phone, or at your local office is easy. And at Geico, any celebration dance works for us. Geico, saving people money for over 75 years. Introducing AT&T Rollover Data. Your unused plan data automatically rolls over for one month. All mobile share value plans now come with rollover data on the network with the nation's strongest LTE signal. AT&T, mobilizing your world. AT&T reminds you to never text and drive. It can wait. Available only with AT&T mobile share value plans. Rollover data automatically expires after one month or with any plan change. Other restrictions apply. Visit att.com slash rollover data for details. Signal strength claim based only on average LTE signal strength for national carriers. Papa John here. 
People say all I think about is pizza. That's not true. I spend a lot of time thinking about what to eat with my pizza. Introducing our new garlic knots, made with fresh dough and garlic parmesan seasoning. Try them for the limited time online only price of $4. At a large two-topping pizza for just $10 more. Order now at papajohns.com. Better ingredients, better pizza, papajohns.com. Limited time offer not valid with any other coupons or discounts. Prices, participation, delivery area, and charges may vary. Additional toppings and taxes extra. Dallas Cowboys Star Magazine brings you behind-the-scenes coverage with in-depth player stories, entertaining columns, a pull-out poster, and, of course, your Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders. Subscribe now and get 32 issues throughout the year, including our season breakdown and the stunning cheerleader swimsuit issue. Yeah. Star is delivered to your door for only $39.95 per year, or go digital for just $14.99 a year through our free Star Magazine app. Call 1-877-NFC-BOYS today. This is the DallasCowboys.com Draft Show. The Cowboys are on the clock. Back here in Mobile, Alabama at the Senior Bowl, uh, finishing up day two of the Senior Bowl uh, conversations we've had. We've covered a lot of topics, a lot of players. We've been very kind to hmm. some. We've been very unkind to others but that's what you're going to get on the draft show you're going to get an honest opinion we try not to sugarcoat anything if there's something and and hey we're here to admit if we're wrong too and that's I the think, draft process yeah, yeah you can reach out i mean there's there's a lot of guys right now that are sitting there eating dinner talking about these players and they're thinking boy i was really wrong about that guy sure. or i was really right about that guy oh, yeah. So I, I, every time we get on here, I think back to last spring. Like, there's footage out there of me somewhere just dogging Randy Gregory. Like, mm. no, <laughs> don't do it. No. Yeah. And then at training camp, I felt like the biggest yeah. idiot in the world because he's just blowing past Tyron <laughs> Smith. And then at the end of the season, I was like, no, oh, I, I, don't so, I don't feel so bad about yeah, that. I feel so bad about him. So just a, uh, just a couple of programming notes for tomorrow. We lose uh, – we're going to go at the same time. We'll be at 6.30 Central Time tomorrow. We're going to lose Dane. We will Burgler. not have – Yeah, we will not have Dane, uh, but we will have uh, Jeff Cavanaugh and Kevin Turner from 105.3, the fan. They're here at the Senior Bowl with us. Uh, they, these are guys that uh, together we've done about 115 players, and they do a nice job of, of – you know, learning about the draft. So we'll get into We'll have another draft show for you tomorrow. But just a little bit different crew. Dave will be here, but we'll be rotating some guys in and out. And uh, But uh, that tomorrow will be our last day. We have no show on Friday. Uh, we'll go back to normal shows on Friday the following week. And uh, But stay tuned at, uh, at the draft show. Again, if you need to follow that, we'll put out information when shows are, information, anything you need to know about the draft and what we're going to do. So... Uh, before we close this thing out, uh, we, we talked about uh, some good, some bad today, and, and I always like to go, what are you looking for uh, tomorrow? What, what, what sets up in your mind? Uh, you know, is there something different we're going to see from the receivers? Braxton Miller, is something different from him? Dave, the quarterbacks, we kind of were railing on them a little bit. Defensive line, Dane, you've been for Offensive right. line, we, you know, what, what do you see? This is going to be – this is going to be really the third practice for these guys, and they're getting ready for a, a, yep. a Saturday game, which DallasCowboys.com will be here to cover. Dave, uh, myself, and Kent Garrison will be here to, to cover it for. We're going to treat it just like a game and have my 12 thoughts and things. But just tomorrow, what are you, what are you kind of thinking about on a, on a Thursday practice? I want to see, uh, you know, we talked about them a lot, but Carson Wentz, Braxton Miller. I want to see how they continue to show, do they continue to show improvement? Do they take the coaching that's been given to them? Uh, you know, we, we talked about, uh, you know, the Cowboys coaches telling Braxton, you know, at the top of your route, don't be so chaotic. Don't, you know, yeah. take too many steps. Okay, so let's see Braxton Miller tomorrow when he's, you know, in one-on-one -on -one drills. How does he do at the top of his routes? Is he being a little more clean with his footwork? Is he really putting the time in, taking that coaching, and making the necessary adjustments? Now, it's not an easy thing to do. Uh, so it's not like you know he's a, is a bad player if he doesn't make those adjustments tomorrow. But can he do it? Can he make those uh, quick adjustments? We'll have to see. And then you know Carson Wentz, uh, it, the bell of the ball. What, what will we see from him tomorrow? I thought you know last two days have been good. Can still show improvement on day three. So eager to see what he has for us. Dave, no knock at all on Carson Wentz. I mean, I mean he's. He's like 50% of the reason we're all here in the first place. But sure. I feel like I have a very good grasp on all of the North quarterbacks. I feel like I haven't watched a lick of the South guys. I'm not missing much. Brissett, Dak, 
um, specifically. I want to see those two, which uh, it's disappointing to me that they're not doing better, but I, s- I still I want to check them out and, and see what they're all Brandon about. Brandon Allen. Brandon I mean, Allen's another guy, I, which, uh, dude, throw the ball. Stop tucking. <laughs> and, like, don't, like, this isn't a real game. Don't run, you know? Yeah. I right. hate that. Yeah. I, he did it like four times today. CC I did notice Cody that. Kessler on that too. Yeah, like just throw the ball. That's right. what we want to see. Anyway, uh, so I want to watch those guys a little bit more, and uh, and you know I'll have an eye on Wentz because he's yeah. Tomorrow, he's the guy. tomorrow, what we'll do is uh, we'll have a, in the morning. And, and by the way, the the North team practices at nine thirty, so we're back on a normal schedule, and uh, we're going to show you a little bit tomorrow of some one on ones. We've been yeah. talking about. Some of these rushers, uh, we're talking about Austin, uh, Austin Johnson, Johnson. we're talking about, uh, you know, Spence, guys like that. So, you know, we're going to give you a little bit of an eye. Well, he's on the south, excuse me. But right. So the north team. Carl Nassib. Nassib, you know, yeah. What so can we exactly. see from him yeah, against it, the, the tackles? Exactly. So we'll give you a little bit of one-on-one with the uh, offense and defensive line tomorrow from the north team just to, just to show you what these guys can do. I, I'm interested tomorrow in, in can – these defensive backs, especially on the north side, can they continue the momentum that they they had today? Yeah. And I, I thought that uh, that they, as a group, played very well. Uh, and I liked what I saw from the corners. I like. I want to see some more of uh, of Kennedy. I want to see him play some safety tomorrow. If they're hey, if they're going to move some guys around just to get some looks, I'm all for that. I think that's the great thing about scouting is when you in, you in your mind you have a projection like, man, that guy Fuller from Virginia Tech. I would like to see him play safety. So he related to the older Fuller, the one that came yeah, out. Yeah, he years is. Ago. He's yeah. the Bears. He'll, the he'll Bears be the Kyle fourth. The, he'll he'll yeah. be the fourth Fuller brother to be drafted. Holy right. cow! Are yeah. they all yeah. Virginia Tech guys? All yeah. Virginia Tech guys yeah. and uh, bl- mom and dad. Alive. Yeah, congratulations on There's that. There's two, awesome. two of them in the league right now. Damn. So. Yeah. But but I, I'm I'm interested to see if they can keep the momentum going, or or we'll see some adjustments from the wide receivers. Right. Will Will some guys step up and 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 make some play? We talk about Peyton, the UCLA kid, right. Burbridge. We, Burbridge. Mm-hmm. You know those guys. I mean, they're going to be watching that tape tonight, and they got their rears kicked yeah. pretty well. And, yeah. and so, and Bad. I know knowing Derek Dooley, like we we know Derek Dooley, he's not going to stand for that. No. So I, I'm just interested to see if we see a different group of wide receivers. We we don't seem to be too excited about Chris that, Moore that, that from Cincinnati, a guy we haven't talked about much, but I thought right. he's been okay. I right. mean, he doesn't have the name, uh, you know, the notoriety, uh, but I do think Chris Moore has done okay as one of these receivers on the North squad. So, um, you know, I think he can continue to help himself as, you know, who's the best receiver besides Braxton Miller on this North squad. Yeah, it's, it's going to be funny because I believe there's going to be some guys that probably didn't, practice very well all week and all of a sudden we get to the game and it's like huh where'd that come in from maybe we were laughing at the at, during the break about kevin hogan you yeah. know and the big wind up and yeah. all that crazy stuff and maybe kevin hogan's a gamer you know <laughs> maybe that's maybe this that's guy uh somebody uh some local tv guy was interviewing mike mayock after practice and was like you know when when does it hit these guys like is it the first practice the first meeting that like you know this is this is the real deal, and Mayock's like, if they didn't know that when they got off the plane, they're <laughs> in deep crap. So yeah. Well, and I think one thing we also have to remember too is, you know, these practices are great, uh, a great chance to, you know, see these players up up close and personal. But all these players have three, four years of tape out there, right? And so I think that's more of the resume than this week. Now this week's very important, but so is the tape. So it's not like one cancels out the other. So even if a player's having a so-so week, a not-so-great week, you know, strong tape can still help you. Well, there's back in the day, and that I go way back in the day, was when Al Davis was uh, was alive and running the Raiders, he would draft guys off Senior Bowl. I mean, it, that, yeah. that, that, they were, if you were like a star combine. in the, Yeah, Combine, Senior Bowl, if you were a star in those games, Al Davis was likely to be drafting you. So it's funny I ran into Reggie McKenzie today, the GM for the for, – Both McKenzie. Yeah, there. both McKenzie. You have to be careful. That's, They're uh, twin yeah. brothers. Yeah, Good yeah. luck. Yeah, but uh, I ran into old Hogshead Cheese, and I told him, I said, <laughs> I said, hey, I, I said, uh, you know, you know, the, the old man, he, he would be taking – I started naming off all these guys. He's like, yeah, he sure would have. So – yeah, it's a, it, it is important. It's one of the it's part of the tool. And again, I applaud all the kids that are, are here playing in this because right. either either good, bad, they are getting the exposure that uh, is allowing us to talk about it. And one thing to remember too, this is the last time we will see these players in pads right. 
before the draft. Before the draft. Uh, I that's mean, crazy. The combine, like pro that. days, we will not see any of these players in, in, in pads that's the why rest I love of the this way. Game. So, and that's, that's why it's point. important. It is. And, and that's why, you know, tomorrow, you know, we need to pay attention to this is the last time we'll see these guys in pads the rest of the way. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Well, that will do it for the draft show. Thanks again for all you folks out there that, uh, that watch us, whether you watch us live or watch us later when you're working out or on podcasts, whatever you do. We do appreciate it. We, we really, really do. And uh, I want to thank Dave, uh, David Hellman for all his work this week so far and then Dane Brugler for his expertise. I'm Brian Bross for Kent Garrison, executive producer. Thanks again for joining us. We will see you tomorrow night, 630. Make sure you're following along on DallasCowboys.com. We've got some really good videos up. Jerry Jones talked a little bit about the draft today. Checked it out. But make sure you go to the site. Check all that work out. Make sure you go to CBS and take some look at uh, Dane's work as well. So, again, for the crew, we'll see you tomorrow night. Thank you. Thank you.